Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. Why did you become a freelancer? Was it for freedom, flexibility, Probably not because you wanted to manage your own health insurance, taxes, and retirement. Did you know Catch can do all of that for you? Catch offers benefits and personal payroll for the self-employed. With Catch, you can shop for health insurance the same way you shop for a flight. Compare across carriers and find the best price. Catch makes it easy to renew your current plan, find a better one, or enroll for the first time. Even better, all plans are ACA compliant and Catch works on your behalf to get you tax credits that can save hundreds of dollars on your monthly premium. Open enrollment starts November 1st. Get organized for the year ahead. Get covered. Get Catch. Find the plan that's right for you at catch.co slash health. So there is a lot of talk right now about all these AI powered writing tools that are coming out. And if you're like, what's AI? That's artificial intelligence that we're referring to. So there are lots of new tools on the market that are, for example, things like Writer, throwing out some names here, Writer, we've got Jasper, we've got copy.ai, and all of them do kind of different things. Some of them are, are more advanced than others. But I think that there's a lot of uncertainty right now about are these going to put freelance writers out of work? And so in today's episode, we are going to tackle that topic. We're going to share our thoughts on them and our perspective. And I want to start out by asking you, Emma, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that there is potentially a time, maybe in the near future, where the fact that people could be outsourcing the type of work we do could be going to these types of tools that automate things a little bit? Do you think that that's a legitimate concern or do you think we still have a long way to go? I think we have a really long way to go. I mean, I think, you know, anything is up for grabs in the very, very distant future. But the way that I've seen many of these tools marketed is to writers so that they are like uh, helpful tools for a writer to get ahead. Like I recently saw a story, I wish I could remember the publication, but in one of the kind of tech publications about how like a sci-fi and fantasy novelist, like someone who's producing, like, you know, these these people that like create these series and they're, they're under pressure to write book upon book that they were using some of these tools to help them like generate more content that they could then edit and it was helping them write their books faster. So I've seen some more use cases like that where like writers are using them. But then whenever I see see people like talk about them, it's often like with complaint where they're kind of like, oh, maybe it like got some junk onto a blank page for me. But beyond that, it just seems like it's not really offering the the value, enough value and benefit to, to replace somebody. What do you think? Like, do you think, you know, like, I, I guess I'm curious, have you tried them? Like, what's your thought on it? Yeah, I tried several of them and I think they're interesting. I think some of the more software-based applications make a lot of sense. So for example, checking for consistency with a style guide, that makes a lot of sense to me. So making sure that the writer is using appropriate terms or, okay, for example, like e-commerce. So many people 
format that differently, like with a capital E or a capital C. So things like that, the monitoring for consistency, I think makes a lot of sense. But that's sort of like advanced spell check. Like to me, that's not, right? Like that's not AI where it's trying to like generate the actual copy, right? Like there's, there's tools I know. Grammarly is like, I think a really good example of one of these tools. Like I wouldn't really consider Grammarly AI exactly, although maybe it has some components where like it will kind of help you check your tone, right? Like it will, mm-hmm. it will say like, okay, uh, this tone is very formal. Is that what you meant? Or it will help you with your grammar so that your sentences are clearer. And I guess yes. like I was thinking, oh, I haven't tried any of these tools, but like I do rely on Grammarly and I sometimes don't agree with its suggestions, but it, I know Grammarly has a style guide feature. So if you work for an organization, like you can make e-commerce, e-commerce, if that's how you're spelling right. it. Yeah, not to interrupt, but I, but to me, that's more just kind of like a check, right? As opposed to- Yes, like, it's, it's kind of a different bucket of tools. But I know that some of these, these tools do have functions like that built in, like that one that I was just talking about, that's built into Writer. So for these ones that are generating actual copy or pieces of writing, I think we still have a long way to go. And so in a in an episode we recorded in the season, we talked about getting past the blank page and what to do when you feel stuck. I feel like these tools can be sometimes useful for getting past that with getting something on the page. However, I think that it still needs to be heavily edited. I don't think it's a replacement for a human being. And I think it still has quite a long ways to go. So I I don't have any real concerns about these tools replacing the type of work that you and I both do, especially because we're kind of specialists at this point with industry specific expertise. And that's, that's just not something that these tools can offer or bring to the table, at least at this point. Am I concerned about the distant future when like robots and AI will figure out that they don't even need us as human beings anymore. Yes. Like I am scared of that. I don't want the robots to become sentient. This is a little bit, not what we're talking about, but I feel like it needs to be said. So that is just a legitimate concern I have. Are you, are you worried about robots in general? I mean, I think that it's like a much bigger issue or concern than just like copywriters and freelance writers, right? Like I think that if we're worried about like robots taking over, it's like a, it's much wider spread. Like one thing that I think about all the time is like how many jobs are getting automated. So there's just like, is is there a world where there are like less jobs available for people to do? And I just think about like how we're already like the people in the movie Wally, like just like basically like sitting in a chair with the screen. In front of us. <laughs> yes, exactly. You watch that movie and you're like, that's basically us. Yeah. So I think like I have concerns about like the human race in society, and they, it's not just like the technology of robots, but also climate change and 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 many other things, right? Like nuclear, <laughs> now we're spiraling. Warfare. Yeah, exactly. Now we're spiraling. <laughs> But I do, and, and even though the spiral is like ridiculous, I do think it's important <laughs> to have the context of like, I think if we're worried about these tools, like coming after our jobs immediately, like that's not realistic for the near future. And I think when we look at the tools as writers, we should probably be thinking about like, well, how do we think these tools can help us do our jobs more efficiently, deliver better quality work? Like I mentioned Grammarly earlier as a tool that I that I rely on and I 
I think that, and I'm curious what you think about this. So for me, I don't think Grammarly makes me a better writer in the sense that I'm like, oh, Grammarly is like giving me all these tips and now I'm like always going to implement them and think about that. It's more like uh, having like a proofreader or like, and maybe that's kind of like putting the proofreader out of a job, but I don't think so because previously I just wouldn't have used a proofreader. So I think that sometimes Grammarly will give me like a suggestion for like, oh, you could phrase this this way or like this sentence is too long or maybe like this word choice isn't right. And I don't always change it, but it stops and makes me think. Um, And I think that's like kind of the power of the tool for me. And I think that if you're someone who struggles with like voice and tone and those kinds of things, that these tools can really help. But I don't think it's like suddenly going to make you like, I don't think it's going to make you go from being like a so-so writer to being an excellent writer. But I think it could make you go from being a so-so writer to like maybe a good-ish writer. Yes. I, I I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think, tell me, well, tell me about your experience using them. So like, which ones have you tried? So I have tried copy.ai, Jasper, writer. I've tried another one called Moonbeam. And I think that they all are interesting. They have interesting use cases. So Writer is way more advanced, I think, than a lot of these tools. It's also a much higher price point, though. So I think for most people, unless they're like enterprise level company, it's going to be out of their price point for them to use all of the features that they have built in because it's really expensive. And how how much is it like if I wanted to use it as an individual? I think it's like $15,000 a year. Oh, you're kidding. Or like 200,000 words. Okay, I'm looking at, really? Well, I'm looking at it now. Okay, so if you're a team of one, you can get basic suggestions anywhere you write for free. This is writer. Mm-hmm. And it, all like, but what, all it gives you is basically those checks that we were talking about earlier. It includes autocorrect, grammar, spelling, punctuation. That's it. And, and right. it's like, so, and then if for $11 a month, you get, Clarity, delivery, inclusivity, snippets, writing style, configuration, plagiarism. Plagiarism is kind of an interesting one. But Grammarly does that too. Yeah. Yeah. But Grammarly also, like I found the free version was basically useless and you had to pay for it. But that's $11 a month. But it seems like, and then they have a team thing. And then Enterprise, which maybe is has all of the features. But it seems like Writer is... Like they have these things of like the style guide thing that you mentioned and team snippets and terminology management. So it seems like it's almost oriented to that that like enterprise team that's going to be using it. Yeah, it really does seem like that's the ideal use case for that specific tool. And it's it's for a big organization that has a lot of people on the internal team, a lot of people working like in a freelance context. And I think the big thing they're focusing on is ensuring consistency across all those different people and all those different moving parts, which there's definitely value in that for sure, especially for brands who really have a focus on keeping that message tight and and keeping the voice consistent. And maybe they have a super stylized voice or the way that they speak to their audience is very tailor-made. In that scenario, I think that a tool like that makes a lot of sense. But again, it's So it can be used to generate a whole article, but it still requires a lot of edits. It's not perfect. It doesn't sound like it's written like a human. It still needs a lot of work. What it can do, however, is 
speed up the process a whole lot. So I talked to a writer who was experimenting with it and paid for the expensive version of it, split it with another writer. And he said that it took it, he used it to generate an article and it took what would have been a six hour process and boiled it down to about a 45 minute editing process, which I thought was a wow. really interesting. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Testimonial. Yeah. Yeah, for, it is. yeah. It was useful. I had to edit for 45 minutes, but it saved me like five hours. Wow. And that makes me want to try it actually. Yeah. So is it, how does that work with, with writer? Is it like that you put in like a, like a headline and like a bunch of, of... Yeah. I think you basically plug in an outline for what okay. you want okay. to write and then it'll kick out a first draft. Oh, okay. I'm That's interesting. And they, they, yeah, yeah but like, again, there, there's some costs associated so I'm yes. curious about the other ones because it sounded like you tried a bunch of them. And full disclosure to everyone listening, the only one I really tried is is Grammarly. And I think some of it is because like I haven't seen the need for the tool. Um, yeah. Not that I'm, not that I don't think that they're potentially helpful. I just like, I, I haven't really gotten into them. But tell me about like Jasper and you mentioned Moonbeam and some of these other ones and what their features are and how they compare. Yeah. So the three of those, I would say, are kind of similar. They can be really useful when you're working on generating headlines or titles or headings for a piece that you're working on. They can help. I don't know. They do a lot of different things. And I think utility wise, it's everybody needs to just like get in there and see how it would be useful for them individually, because the type of writing work that you're doing is going to kind of direct how you use these tools. But they do have some interesting functionality. And I think, at least in my experience, the headline help was most useful and most interesting because that's something I struggle with. It's not something I super enjoy either. So if I can get some ideas on really strong, compelling SEO titles, that's something that is useful to me. And that's that's kind of the value that I see, at least in my experimentation with it. Yeah, I think you make a really good point, though. It's kind of about, like, well, where do you struggle? So we had previously recorded an episode on, like, writer's block, and it seems like these tools would be, like, a great option if you're just struggling to get some words out there that you can open up one of these tools, plug in an outline, or plug in some ideas and, and, and like, get going, kind of. And for and and then I think there's different things people struggle with. Like if you really struggle to write an introduction, or you really struggle with headlines, as you mentioned, or I don't know, or maybe again, it's it's less about creating like a long form blog article that's irking you, and it's maybe more about getting the voice and tone right. Or I could see a world where you're using the tools like you have a tons of different clients, and they all have different style guides. And maybe there's a world one day where you're able to like plug in the style guide or some terminology or something that that client uses and and make sure you're sort of writing in the voice of that client, almost like a tone checker per client or something like that. Um, I don't think that these tools at this stage are like geared towards freelancers in that way yet, where you could just sort of input everybody's without doing it super manually. But I do think that there is like, Uh, the potential for that to be like a really helpful use case. Yeah. And we talked about the context switching too and how that can be mentally taxing. So if you find that that's difficult for you and you struggle with it, a tool like that, that automates this process a little bit and ensures that you're, you know, checking all the boxes for a client style guide, that again, could be really useful. So it depends on, on what your needs are and what kind of support you're looking for. 
do I think that these tools are going to put human being freelance writers out of work? Absolutely not. At least not at this point in time. It's not something to be concerned about. And I, I sent an email about this. It was in my newsletter a couple of weeks ago. And I got a couple of replies from people who were like, I'm still very concerned. I'm just getting started. I feel like this is going to put me out of work. And it kind of kills my enthusiasm and ambition because I feel like, what's the point? And so I thought that that was an interesting, uh, at least perspective that, you know, you and I are further along in our careers at this point, but for people who are just getting started, they might feel discouraged seeing these tools come out on the market. And it might even keep them from really throwing their hat in the ring, giving freelance writing a try. So, I mean, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out as a freelance writer who is feeling that way? What things can they do to set themselves apart um, and really be a standout freelance writer? Yeah, well, I would say first, like, I would try and turn that fear into curiosity. So to say, like, how can I use these tools to help me? Like, I think about that example that you said of someone saying, like, it was a six-hour process and now it's 45 minutes. Like, that means that somebody could scale up their business to offer more services to more clients. Um, I think that there's huge potential for if you're just starting out to use these tools to develop your writing chops and become a better writer, right? So I would sort of lean into like, well, how can I leverage these tools rather like I'm then I'm really concerned that they're going to, you know, come for my job. So, and I still think like there are always going to be like threats out in the world, right? Like there's the freelance marketplace is more competitive than ever, like with other humans, not just tools, you know, it's competitive to get jobs in many fields. So I wouldn't, I, I would just say like, it's, it's a little bit part of the world if these things are out there. And I, and I think I, my biggest advice would be to like, try and turn that fear into curiosity. I think that's really good advice. I also would say, I think that this makes an even stronger case for specialization and having something you can you can really lean into as a specialist. So whether that's subject matter expertise, whether that's specializing in a niche, lots of opportunities there for you to become more of an expert and to position yourself as, again, like a value add. You bring those things to the table. So in general, you know, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot more time on this, but I like what you said. Be curious about them. Try them out. See if they help make you more efficient. But don't be concerned that they're going to take your job. I, I just don't think we're there yet. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com.